Sometimes you win, sometimes you lose, and sometimes it rains. Here on the Owls AmeriCast, Sheffield Wednesday Opinion with American Accent. I'm your host, Jeffrey Paternostro, and this week I've decided to uh, combine two of my loves on this podcast, uh, one which is cocktails, two which are drinks large enough to get me through an entire show. So the highball is always good for that, and I did a little riff on the Paloma with a split base of mezcal and tequila, lime juice, blood orange soda, and a ancho chili salt rim. And I just poured it entirely into a pint glass. It's actually not that much. It's a nice, it's a long drink. There's not that much booze in it. So we'll ease into what should be a fairly easy show. And uh, much like Wednesday, we've lost half of our people games this week. So it's just me and in New Jersey, Patty Jones. Patty, what are you drinking? Jeffrey, how you doing? Um, I have a, uh, a classic, one of my favorites. I had it many times before on this podcast. It's the Talk Wrench from Industrial Arts. Uh, I, I bought a bunch of them. I bought that and the Pocket Wrench for Super Bowl, and I've still got one or two left. So uh, good stuff. People don't know what it is. It's a hazy tropical IPA, 8.2%. Drink it. I like. I drive. Drink the regular wrench a fair bit, which is not quite as uh, punchy. Pocket wrench, quite good. Yeah. So that's nice drink too. <clears throat> we only have one match to review this week, as opposed to the scheduled two. But we will do that. We will do the Wednesday news, and we will preview two matches. I'm not even sure what they are. Patty has done the research for this, so we'll see how it goes. We will start with the Rotherham review. Uh, so I'm a little annoyed before I get into the thumbs up, thumbs down I'm a little annoyed I didn't play Accrington today because I really would have liked to see a response of some sort and also not just have to talk about this game on the podcast but there was stuff to like and Patty, your thumbs up is a midfield Yeah, I thought it was really classy again, um, they've had a great run um, obviously the, the four game unbeaten run has um, come to an end but it was a good performance as a, as a team I believe um, especially that first half, um, we played some really nice football despite the uh, the, the waterlogged pitch on Saturday, um, Sunday, sorry. Um, and uh, we, st- we still managed to get it down. I mean, if you'd said to us at the beginning of the, beginning of the match with Rotherham's direct style and our kind of keep it on the floor, kind of play it around, who was going to win, you'd probably put Rotherham as the kind of clear favourites. So they're top of the league, they're on a better run than we are. Uh, so the kind of went with the run of form and it went with the, the pitch too. Um, but despite all the things against us, I, I genuinely thought that Bannon, Byers, Luongo uh, and the wingbacks uh, looked class. Uh, they all linked, linked up really well. It seems like we've got a plan now. We, we've definitely got a strategy. They have a way of uh, playing, yes, which is something I think we've been asking for for the entire duration of this podcast. Also been asking for a five-match win streak, but couldn't get that. <laughs> We had a four-match win streak there. Yeah, I mean, yeah. don't get greedy. Yeah, uh, I, I'm, I'm like you. Like at the beginning of the podcast, uh, I, I was really interested about how we would bounce back today mm-hmm. um, because that's where the really where the kind of metal shows, right? That's yeah. where the personality and the, the kind of grit shows. On the other hand, uh, like play like, like playing Accrington Stanley in that weather on a Wednesday night, I feel like is a recipe for. Um, oh, we've had another ten injuries. Game. Yeah. But also just like a bad 1-0 loss. They never get going and just, whatever, let the pitch dry out by Saturday and whoever they're playing and go from there. I should tell you later. All will be revealed. Uh, My thumbs up is they were the better team because they were the better team. They played top of the league. And I know (laughs) there is some fun in the the 
in the WhatsApp group with this, but like Rotherham are a very good League One team. That is basically what they've been for the last seven or eight years. They get promoted out of League One and they get relegated from the championship because they're a very good League One team. Uh, you know, you would hope that Wednesday would be in uh, have as many points as Rotherham this year, but I don't think you can be like, you know, th- I think this game spoke more to Wednesday than it spoke to Rotherham. Rotherham are what they are. And what they are, to, to quote uh, a famous American football coach, they are what we thought they were. But I thought I thought Wednesday outplayed them, um, except in in one particular area that I will get to when we get to the thumbs down. But I just thought, you know, uh, it was a solid performance. They pretty much they didn't dominate possession, but they 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 had more possession and they had better possession for much of the game. And it just you know it's one of those where you can look at it and just say they didn't get the rub of the green, but. There are, again, when we get to my thumbs down, there are some systemic issues here that I think came out that wouldn't... It was a lot of the same problems that you can kind of skate by when you're playing Burton that, you know, Rotherham intentionally took their chances, whereas like a a worse League One team wouldn't or uh, a worse League One team would have allowed Wednesday uh, better scoring opportunities or something like that. So it just didn't quite... uh, didn't quite play out you know it's not it's not the end of the world it would have been nice to get that win and get up into playoff spots i think it would have been a statement uh, a statement win as annoying that is that is to say about uh playing rotherham and uh, like uh, as you were saying it's like uh, as i said last week i would have taken a point i still would have taken a point yeah this is a great stat that i think the espn commentator said over here i'm not sure if the uk uh, audience would have got it but um uh in the last nine years, Rodham haven't been out of either the top four or the bottom four of the division they're playing in. So that's how much a yo-yo team they are. They're either going up or they're going down. Um, it's it's crazy. Uh, but as, as for the stats, Jeff, on like you said, that uh, we, we didn't share possession. We just about shared possession, 54%, 46%. Uh, we completely dominated on shots, 15 to 9. Shots on target, they had two and they scored from them, like you said, clinical. Uh, and corners, they had five, although we know one of them wasn't a corner. It was just a, a To be fair, yeah. I did. When I saw the replay, I thought it was a corner. I know people on Twitter were saying, like, I was sitting down the line and it never went out. And I, maybe, <laughs> maybe that's true. But from again, it's it not a like great angle. It had it in his hands. It was like on our side of the uh, line. Yeah, I don't know if it came. Like, it's tough to tell because it's kind of an oblique angle whether it went out and came back in. But I don't know. Yeah, let's go back to that non-corner, shall we? Because that's what, that's the first goal that went in. Uh, Headed set piece. I mean, it was, was a good, like of... it was a good set piece. I don't like. Obviously, you would have liked Mendez Lang to win that header, but that's not really what he's there for. Like that's it was a good set piece. If look, if he had a neck, he would have been able to get <laughs> to it. He hasn't got a neck. He's like he'd be like man at arms from he man. He's just mm. basically face and shoulders. That's what that's what he is. Um, but uh, no, it's, I'm not going to knock him for that game. That it was a great delivery from the corner good kind of head down and the dappos on the line to knock it over uh we've we've succumbed to set piece yeah, uh the way you draw it over, up, and, yeah. over and the over second again. one was the next was just wednesday can't deal with a very simple cross into the box that we've seen before <coughs> who was it that scuffed the clearance yeah who was it that scuffed the clearance was that hutch? Was i think it was hutch but i'm going yeah. back and watch the great finish though by like, smith wasn't it it's was a very good it's finish top. but the ball's got to be dealt with like he should yeah. never be he should never have it dropped him at that spot in the area but yeah no, top bins, good finish, but should have been cleared. Um, it's just it was such a gut punch. Um, 
like I say, but what was positive for me as well is like we're we're reacting to it now, obviously a few days later. But even after the final whistle went, most fans on Twitter weren't like yeah. throwing the fans in the air, throwing their hands in the air and going, "Oh, we shit again," or "Oh, sack more," or like, whatever. Actually, it was quite measured, which is a term you don't often hear about Twitter and, and fans on Twitter <laughs> Wednesday. People saying we deserve to win that. It was unlucky. Let's go again. It was it was almost like a, more a managerial. Angry about how long the pitch inspection took today? When Dom sent out the video, like the photo of the video of it starting, I'm like, oh, I don't think they're gonna play today. Mm. I've gone to a lot of well, minor league baseball games, and I know when it's uh, when wet grounds are gonna bang a game, as we say in the industry. But yeah, that looks like a game that's gonna get banged, and sure enough, it got banged. I understand the frustration. I mean, uh, I mean, people are traveling. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, thankfully, Anquitan isn't too far away, but still, they were they were halfway there at least. Most of the fans by the time they called it off. So yeah, uh, poor form, but it's not really the club's fault. Can't blame the rain on Chancery. Yeah, but you can blame uh, Callum Patterson. Cause that's your thumbs down for the Rotherham <laughs> game. I will. I feel so bad. I, I love. He didn't Patterson. have a. He didn't have a good game. Yeah. <clears throat> no, he's had a good couple of games. Um, and it's look, he's playing up front. I'm not sure what he thinks his preferred position is, but it's certainly not up front in my in my eyes. Uh, he just seems to do two things: run into people and get a foul, uh, or run into people and give a foul away, uh, and just wind people up. I'm all for winding people up. Um, that's great, but I, I want you to do some kind of like quality passing and maybe get on the end of a cross and be in the box when we need to get in the box. Um it just it just doesn't work out from a moment. Uh, he's getting service. I think he's, he's 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 making like space as far as like bundling people off the ball. But he's not really winning headers. Uh, he's not really bringing people into the game. He's not where you want him to be when you when there's people in the wings trying to get into the box. <clears throat> uh, so yeah, it's 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 a thumbs down from Parson. Look, no one's questioning his efforts. Uh, I'll never question his effort. Or the fact that he, he wants to win. He's, he's a good character. And, and he's shown he himself puts... to be a like a versatile goal scorer in the past. Like He can score different kinds of goals. It just really hasn't been coming off for him lately. <clears throat> I think he's better probably on the wing or um, yeah. maybe a little bit further deeper. He's not good as centre forward. Um, uh, and he just feels wasted at the moment. He's just, he's just running around like a headless chicken. Uh, my thumbs down is, and uh, with all apologies to Lord Hillsborough, Stop chuffing, shooting the chuffing ball directly into the chuffing goalkeeper's chest. <laughs> Chuffers. <laughs> I have never seen a more frustrating performance, at least certainly in recent memory, from the attacking point of view. Because usually it's the strikers aren't getting service, or the strikers like aren't getting space or getting their shots off, or they're or they're you know missing their target. They were hitting the target. The target was just directly into the Rotherham goalkeeper's chest. Anyway, he was a very good keeper. He wasn't going to spoil the ball. It's just if it was just like, mm, pick Again. a side, pick a side. Um, well, yeah. Uh, look, he probably like Mendes Lang had two of the best opportunities, yeah. right? Um, that that kind of back post half volley. Uh, which went straight pretty much at the key play. So yeah. tough technique. Uh, but, the second one where he slipped, he slipped a little. Like it just, it just like mm. you could see when he was, he was breaking through and that one on one, right? Yeah. You could see the ball wasn't moving as far <laughs> forward as he needed to go. Yeah, and he just couldn't get it out of his feet. He just kept knocking it forward. He was going like two feet rather than ten feet. So it must have been really hard to get that under control. So don't necessarily blame. Yes, if he's whacked it high, he probably gone in, but it was really hard against that pitch to 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 kind of knock it forward and get on some pace. 
Uh, so he had a lot of pressure from either the defenders. Um, Bannon had a couple of shots too, didn't he? Which one of them uh, from the free kick, which was a good save, I thought, to the right, to the left of the goalkeeper. Yeah. And yeah. the other one went just a little wide from a pass. Palmer hit a little thirty-yarder uh, too that dipped a little bit, but right at the keeper, yeah. I had a couple of chances that first mm. half, didn't he? I think he was, and he's a centre half too. He's doing the roaming centre half stuff. Yeah, I think he was more. This was looked more like a, a true centre back three to me. But yeah, they do let Palmer and Story still freelance a fair bit. I was good again. I, yeah, the, I like again. The, again, it's just the two set pieces. They pretty much shut. I like Smith outside of the goal. Didn't really do much all day. So. No, it's uh, unfortunate. Yeah, and, I mean it's uh, frustrating, but you know. You go again, except not today because it rained all day. Is <laughs> it sometimes? As I'm reliably informed, it does do in the north sometimes. I'm also reliably informed that that is the end of the one match review. So we'll take a break, come back to the Wednesday news, and preview the upcoming fixtures. Still haven't looked up what they are. Patty's going to tell me at some point. Now it's time for some Wednesday news, and it's mostly just injury news. We got the full injury rundown before the Rotherham game on the weekend. Uh, Iorfa, Dominic Iorfa and Lewis Gibson are back in training. So now, now we have too many Woo-hoo! center backs, apparently. <laughs> How that has turned. Although, obviously, uh, Iorfa and Gibson can both play on the wing, too. Although I don't think at this point, really, anyone is moving Either the some combination of Hunt, Johnson, and Mendes laying out of those spots. I wouldn't put, yeah, I wouldn't. I mean, Gibson certainly I would say as a centre half. I offer as a wing back could work. I, just, I think he's better yeah, as a centre half. He's better as a in in a in a three five two. He's better as centre half. He might be yeah. like fine as a as a right back in a in like a four at the back kind of situation. I think he's probably more of a true full back than Hunt is nowadays, at least defensively. Yeah, I haven't really seen Iofa's crossing ability. He's more of a mm. kind of just maraud forward than the short pass, isn't he? He can do that from center back in this uh, yeah. setup too. Yeah. So, uh, Che Dunkley and Lee Gregory are a little bit behind those two players, but it sounds like maybe the next couple of weeks we might see them back in training. So that's good. Gregory is a is a big miss right now, obviously. Uh, so then we get to the to the recent injuries, and um, so you have to read between the lines here a little bit. Uh, so Harley Dean. This is the direct quote from Jerry Moore's press conference. Harley is doing really well, responding really well. We'll assess him next week and see where he's at in terms of his rehab. I don't know if we're going to see Harley Dean for the rest of the season. <laughs> I mean, he's going to probably be... be back, but it does sound like this is going to be a month or two. Yeah, I reckon April at the earliest, yeah. which, I mean, this is the guy that said over and over again that he doesn't get injured often. often. I mean, he was mm. like, he cursed it, cursed it. Uh, Fizz sustained a knock to his ankle. We put him in a protective boot. Uh, as a as a Mets fan, Patty, we both know about protective boots and how those <laughs> how those play out. Have they put him in like the whole the whole of his body in a protective boot, or just no. just put his protective boot? Yeah. Everyone should be put in a like a human size protective boot on Sheffield yeah. Wednesday until the next match day comes around. Once it's settled down, that will come off. Hopefully next week, and we'll see how he is with some weight on it. Mm. Not not what you want to hear. I mean, the good thing is the buyers looks amazing. Yeah. So uh, if he can stay fit and the longer can right. stay fit. I forgot about Shadipo, but apparently he's still weeks away. He's been saying that for <laughs> the last three months. <laughs> yeah. uh, and, and 
uh, John Jules is likely to be several weeks. So I, I mean, don't know what why, that means. Uh, at this rate, just send him back to his, uh, to Arsenal, right? I mean, well, he's had a seems... contract in the summer, I believe. So they probably just leave him here and let him get game time. The one note about my Arsenal fan friend was he's injury prone. Yeah, it's like, uh, well, he lasted 60 minutes. Harley Dean never gets hurt. And he lasted 100. So that's that's the range. That's what we're working with. Uh, I don't think there's any other Wednesday news. So let's go to the match. There was two other injuries that was like. Oh, that's right. You just mentioned that. Yeah. Kind of announced today. They never uh, announced the squad because it got. The game yeah. got canceled before they announced the squad, but. So Mendes Lang apparently has a hamstring injury, which does not sound good. No, uh, well, that, that happened. Come, that happened in the last game, right? He like, I thought he picked up a little bit of knock in Rotherham. Yeah. Uh, so the, the rumors are a month for him, yeah, which would yeah, be horrendous. Be, yeah. Hutchinson apparently also got a knock uh, in, in a couple of weeks, um, but that's unconfirmed. What I saw today was just a, uh, our friend Jeff in Pennsylvania had a source <laughs> on that one. Yeah. Uh, Alex Miller definitely confirmed the Mendes Lang one, so that's a little bit more kind of um, nailed on. But let's see Saturday if Hutch appears or not. That's two massive blows, two of our better players in the last month, so we just can't get a break with injuries. Um, so yeah, let's see what, what happens. In the, and it's probably best that we didn't play today, like you say, because uh, could have picked up more injuries, and also we would have been out two of our best players. Well, let's move to the weekend's game then, Patty. Who who are Sheffield Wednesday playing on Saturday? <laughs> Well, Jeff, it's my hometown, mm. uh, Doncaster, Doncaster Rovers. Ah, yeah. um, Doncaster um, are having a dreadful time of it. Yeah. It's uh, 23rd in the league. I actually thought they were bottom, and I checked, uh, and they won Lincoln yesterday, and they moved off the bottom to 23rd. Um, out of the last five games, they've won two, lost three. Um, Tommy Rowe is their top scorer with six. Ethan Galbraith uh, is their top assist with four. So not a lot of creativity and not a lot of action in that uh, final third for Doncaster. One, I mean, I go through whoscore.com on this. And I, the mm. random stat I thought found out on whoscore.com is that they have 61 yellow cards in 33 games. That sounds a lot, right? But yeah. then again, I thought, I've got no frame of reference. That's mm. like just under two a game. That feels like a lot of yellow cards. Anyway, I, I have nothing to say that that sounds crazy. Um, Donny, um, uh, home, obviously, on Saturday. Uh, we're away. Um, they will be at the, um, what's it called, that stadium? Oh, fuck. It's basically on a retail park. Uh, it's like in a mall. It's, it's a brand new stadium. They used to play at like, Bellevue. Um, it's in a mall in Doncaster. They've got like a super bowl, like a bowling alley, uh, uh, a TGI Fridays, a cinema, and then there's the Doncaster Rovers Stadium. It's so if, gross. And... If you're wondering, uh, Sheffield Wednesday have 59 yellow cards in 33 games. All right, so it's not that out of the ordinary. Uh, so yeah, um, Doncaster as a whole, um, not the best town in the world to grow up in as a kid. Um, you got your standard kind of like uh, Berlin's and Visage nightclubs and that kind of stuff, and your one pound WKDs. I have no idea what's going on right now. <laughs> I told you I haven't got many Doncaster Rovers stats. I'm just going to reminisce about my childhood. <laughs> um, perennially, uh, when when I was growing up in the 80s, they were uh, they were basically a conference team. Um, so uh, the, the old Division Four, um, they've been in and out of uh, Division Three and Division Four for most of their time, and Division Two, uh, sorry, Division Three, uh, Division Four. Um, and look, we should be winning this game. We've got a big run of games coming up. 
against crap teams and we should be uh, beating this team. And Damon Motion know as well how to beat them because he's a manager last year. Do you know who has the highest who scored rating among Sheffield Wednesday players this year? Wednesday players? Mm. I'm mm. on that page right now. Ali Bannon. Uh, Bannon is fourth. Uh, does it have to be a certain amount of games they've played to mm-hmm. register on this? So one person could come in at a one good game and then fucked off. Yeah, I mean, it could be. Mm. Sam Hutchinson. Hutch is fifth. Luongo. Yeah, Luongo is first. Wow. Luongo, Dunkley, Wendass are the top three. Oh, Dunkley. Neither of them really play a lot of games, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, they played more than one. Wendass has four goals in 323 minutes. It's a pretty good ratio. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, who knows when we'll see him again. Not a season ending injury, so get that going for you. Yeah, absolutely. Uh game they should win on Saturday, which takes us to midweek next week. Who are they playing, Patty? Again, I don't know. <laughs> well, surprise, surprise, Jeffrey, is Fleetwood Town. Sure. Fleetwood Town are nineteenth in the league. Uh, yeah, it's it's a it's a real yeah. tour of uh, mediocrity we've got going. They're basically this week. done. Like they still have to play Pompey again, but they're basically done playing good teams. And there aren't that many good teams in this league. But we've got the easiest running out of all the playoff playoff. I say in quotations. What could uh, possibly go wrong? <laughs> other than every player on the squad getting hurt. Yeah, uh, they've drawn four, lost two of the last six games. Um, not a win amongst them. They do score a lot more than Doncaster, uh, but they let them out Orient as well. Uh, draw specialists get Jared Gardner is their top scorer with eight goals. Paddy Lane, uh, top assists with six. Um, they have the smallest ground in League One, 5,327 uh, capacity. Um, up until last year, they uh, they had Chad Effing Evans uh, on their roster. Thankfully, he's no longer with them. Um, so yeah, it's not something to be scared of. Uh, they draw a lot. They haven't won much recently. I think it should be another win. They are the Cod Army, by the way. If you remember our last yes, the Cod Army, yeah. They are the Cod Army, and that is not Grimsby. It is uh, Fleetwood Town. Paddy, is there any other business? Uh, Meetups-wise, um, we will be back at the Bull Factory in New York on Saturday morning uh, to watch Doncaster. Um, and Jamie will be back in New Orleans, I believe, at uh, Fim I just assume he's, I just always see pictures on Facebook, so I assume he's yeah, always there. there, there Fim New Orleans, <laughs> go meet Jamie. Um, <clears throat> I, I did send me some great pictures of him uh, uh, doing a portal, you know, Facebook portal with his dad watching the Rotherham game. So he was like hmm. live streaming on the portal, his TV to send his dad the pictures <laughs> back to Sheffield. <laughs> Seems inefficient. Uh, yeah. Uh, six in the morning in New Orleans time. Um, other than that, a weekly reminder about the national meetup, April 2nd. Um, we are going to send an email out this week, I swear we will, uh, to our subscribers uh, with the details and the schedule for what we're going to be doing on the Friday and Saturday night uh, and Saturday during the day too. I'm very excited. Very excited to be crashing in Patty's guest room for this. Oh, yes. Me and Jeff can do an actual podcast together if we want. <laughs> I assume we'll be recording a podcast at some point on Saturday, and I'm sure it will be as much of a shit show as the last live live show we did. So. <laughs> We'll just be drunk audio files throughout the weekend. Will it be longer than this show? Because we're out in under a half an hour. Because this has been episode 167 of the Owls AmeriCast. You can find us on the internet, owlsamericans.com. 
Email the show at owlsamericas at gmail.com. Find and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at owlsamericas. Our podcast intro and bumpers are my fellow Wednesday. It's Reverend and the Makers. The podcast is on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, Podbean, probably anywhere else you choose to download podcasts. There's no wrong way to listen to the show. Just do what feels right. Wherever you choose to consume the Owls America cast, we ask you rate and review the show. It helps more Wednesdays find our ramblings. Patty is on Twitter at Patty A. Jones and at New York Owls. Patty, what are you, uh, do you have enough clothing to go to Coney Island on a April evening? <laughs> Hypothetically. Uh, so Coney Island, uh, for the listeners, is, was a, a mooted kind of option to go to for the Friday night uh, for the New York National Meetup. Coney Island is about an hour's train ride away. From everywhere. Uh, I don't care where you are in the city. Yeah, yeah. From everywhere close uh, in New York City. Uh, but uh, it was something that was touted as an option, and I, I vetoed it. because I've gone there go for there. baseball games in, like, July and frozen my ass off at night with the wind <laughs> blowing off the water. It's, it's by the seaside. It's it a is, beautiful yeah. place in the summertime. It's very nice, uh, yeah. Not great in April. No. Uh, not a lot of us towners that want to come and spend time in New York. To take them all out to Coney Island would be a trip. Yeah. Watch the Warriors and see how bad it is. Enjoy your time on the end train. Yeah. You'll be there a while. I'm on Twitter at Jeff Federnostro. I will not be going to Coney Island in April, despite the minor league season at least starting up. And we will see you back here next week. 